0: With us this morning is Dr. Steve Cates, otherwise known as Dr. Sky, and he's on with us every Sunday, expanding our minds of what's going on in the solar system, the galaxy, the universe, and just making us a little bit smarter. Uh, Dr. Cates, uh, oh, oh, no, you're not a Dr. case. you're my friend Steve. Steve, That's what right, the Jack. heck is That's going right. up? What the heck is going on up there that we can expand our minds and and feel good about
1: it. Well, John, first, good morning. Happy uh, April and also happy Palm Sunday to our listeners out there. We start off with the sun, which produces all of our weather, as we know. But what's interesting is a big blast of energy came from the sun just a few days ago. It's called an X flare. And many people may know by doing these particular shows with you on Sunday mornings, the sun is in an increased solar activity period with cycle 25. But what happened last week is even more interesting, in my opinion. People were getting to see, because of these amazing, powerful solar flares and things called coronal mass ejections, the aurora borealis, the excitation of the upper atmosphere, these protons and energy particles that come from the sun. John, the auroras were visible. Normally, they're just visible in the northern latitudes. People in Florida were actually getting to see the auroras, which means that this solar cycle is really just beginning we can expect a lot more. It's amazing.
0: So how bad can it affect us? Uh, I mean, will it affect us 100 years from now, or is it going to affect us uh, next week?
1: Well, you never know. I mean, we go back to 1859 with that great Carrington event, and we had, of course, then, I've mentioned this many times before, before the advent of computers, we had the analog Internet, which was the telegraph. And those powerful solar storms, and that particular one, actually set telephone and telegraph lines, I should say telegraph lines, more appropriately, on fire because of the energy. But now we're such a dependent world, what, on the electronics, we're just hoping that, uh, well, it's going to happen. But because our world is so dependent on the, uh, you know, digital technologies and electronics, we have, uh, well, that's not a good story of what could happen. It could simply wipe out grids. It could do so much. But we always like to be positive when we expand people's minds So you never really know about that. But there's something, John, that we want to mention every week we talk about here on your show, the mystery of the week. And here's the big one. Nobody understands this, but here we go. Why did Mars dry out and where did the water go? Well, this is the great mystery in science. So what astronomers and scientists think they know, about 600 million years ago, something changed. They called it climate change on Mars, I guess, way back then but it was probably due to increased volcanic activity. Mars was very active with volcanoes. But some say, geologists included, astrogeologists, that water may have flowed on the surface of Mars 40 million years ago. And now, well, we'll get to the point of where it went. But many people believe that there's water underneath the surface of Mars in these aquifers, as evidenced by images showing these large gullies on Mars. I find this fascinating. Because maybe the true thing is Mars has water, well below the surface. But we'll tell you a little bit later. Where did it go? There's another theory. Isn't that fascinating?
0: That is fascinating, and I, I'm still fascinated by the moons of Mars, because uh, so many people said some of them, those two might be artificial. We don't. We really don't know. I understand. Is somebody going to so they're going to try to send a uh, 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 some kind of what do you call a drone? Uh, up in uh, those moons? Right.
1: They're going to send the spacecraft, the Phobos-type probe, which will actually land on the surface of Phobos, which is actually the larger of the two Martian moons, and we don't know what to expect. I mean, more than likely, John, from astronomy and astrophysics, they are probably bodies that were captured a long time ago. But here's the answer to this. If we're talking about where the water go. Here's what many astrogeologists believe. Mars core solidified, it has no magnetic field, like the Earth, which has a molten core, as we know. And since its core solidified, it had no magnetic field, it still doesn't have one. So what does that mean? It means that the area above Mars, its atmosphere, which is mostly carbon dioxide, it doesn't have that protective blanket like we do around our Earth. Thank goodness we do. So that all that solar radiation literally just baked off the water, as it evaporated into space. So that's one of the theories as to where the you know water went on the surface of Mars, a planet that's so amazing because we tell people this particular weekend as we move into April, the most amazing things you can see is the moon as it grows to be full in early April. We'll talk about that next week in detail. But you can see Venus and Mars in the sky pretty easy. And this is fascinating, John, as we open people's minds to take a look up in the sky And how about this? Next week with your okay, let's talk about how the moon is connected to the date of Easter, the date of Passover. We call it the Paschal Moon and also the Orthodox Easter. That's April the 16th. So we move into this beautiful spring, this beautiful month of April, and so many things to talk about here. And it's always a pleasure to be able to share this with you and your audience.
0: And in addition, I understand there was a... uh, Uh, a foreign spacecraft, uh, one of the countries, I don't know which country, that uh, uh, has located uh, water on the moon, too.
1: Well, yes, there was a little spacecraft that came out of a rover on the far side of the moon. Remember, it's not the dark side of the moon. We love King Floyd, too. But the far side of the moon, this little spacecraft that landed there, and those spacecraft had done a little thing called U-2. It's like a little tiny rover. It's actually detested water molecules on the surface of the moon. But this isn't totally breaking news, John, because a while ago, there was an LCROSS experiment. What was that? It was a booster rocket that was intentionally slammed into the moon. And I remember it a long time ago, right around 2008 or 9. I was watching with the telescope as many to see if we could see a flash from the impact. But what happened with LCROSS is they actually detected water in the form of frozen ice. Obviously, that's what water is at the far south pole of the moon. And again, I mentioned before that the surface of the Moon, meaning the south pole of the Moon, is actually the coldest place in the solar system. Now, how can that be? We don't know why. But if you go out to, say, the dwarf Pluto or Neptune out there in the far reaches of the solar system, the area at the south pole of the Moon, which has water molecules and ice detected, very thin ice, you know, like a frost, is the coldest place in the solar system. Well below, I believe, if I'm accurate, and I think I am, about 420 degrees below zero Fahrenheit. So water molecules detected by this little spacecraft on the far side of the moon adds to the story that the moon has so many mysteries to share. And it's great to have, share this with everybody again to uh, once open our minds on these subjects. Great time to do it.
0: Steve Cates, Dr. Sky, thank you so much for making us a little bit smarter. And I look forward to talking to you next week again. Uh, and there's so many things to talk about. Uh, maybe you'll, you'll give us a heads up uh, uh, at a certain point during the week, and we'll tease it to our uh, to our audience, for the, our weekend audience.
1: Always a pleasure, John. And check us out at WABCradio.com for the Dr. Sky experience, both in the form of podcast and blog. And also, John, from many shows that I've done in my past, proud to talk about American exceptionalism in there. I think the listeners of this station will appreciate, as we talk, as you always talk about, truth, justice, and the American way. God bless the country. God bless America.
0: God bless America, and God bless our country, and God bless our solar system that we survive. Thank you so much.
1: <laughs> it's my pleasure, John. Have a good morning.